Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Good, everybody. Welcome to The Look Ahead, part of the SB Nation NFL show. I am Rob Stats Guerrero from Niners Nation, and with me, as always, on a Friday from Blogging the Boys, Mr. R.J. Ochoa. What's up, R.J.? Stats, our pets' heads are falling off around here, right? <laughs> Times are terrible at Blogging the Boys and with the Dallas Cowboys in general, but man alive, you have the freshest-looking haircut, both sides of the Mississippi. I cannot wait to look at you this entire conversation. That's definitely a little weird, but we're going to push right past it. Remind everybody, please rate, review, and follow the SB Nation NFL show. If you take the time to leave a review, we always promise you we will take the time to read it on the show. So, RJ, if you would be so kind, please do the honors. Well, Stats, I did read this review on Monday Football Monday just for full transparency, but it is about you and I and the look ahead specifically. So I thought we would have to read it here. Obviously, last week on the show, we touched on the Deshaun Watson uh, suspension that was really lame and fraudulent and just kind of a, a you know, a ceremonial thing for the NFL, whatever, uh, not to relitigate that. But this review comes from Uncle B2. That's the letter B and then the number two. Five-star rating. It is titled, titled excuse me, Look Ahead 101. <clears throat> Always love the SB Nation shows and BGN is my home team, but I have to tip the cap in a big way to RJ and Stats. I always enjoy their work and specifically salute their very real and nuanced, honest discussion of the Watson situation in Look Ahead 101. It's devoid of hot takes, sincere, and the kind of dialogue that you rarely hear. It's an example of how any opportunity to engage in real person-to-person conversation has value. Cheers and thanks. Cheers to you, Uncle B2. I appreciate that. You know, there is room for nuance. As much as we like to push it out of discussion sometimes, we can handle it. We're adults-ish. I mean, yeah, I think between the two of us, we're an adult um, at the very least. Um, you know, we have children, not with each other, but like, you know, we, we, we're each responsible for children. Um, so, um, I mean, yeah, but uh, in all seriousness, I love stats. I love my job. I love that I get to talk about football with him. I'm just so amazed that anybody enjoys listening to the conversations that we have. This is how we talk like all the time, actually. So um, at at one point in our week, we just turn the microphones on and then stats does a couple little clicky things and uh, everything goes out for the whole world to hear. So I really appreciate that. Yes, this is one of my favorite, favorite shows that I do across SB Nation. I look forward to it every single week and it's going to be getting even better Pretty soon, we'll have an announcement on that. All right, RJ, let's talk about, we're going to talk about a few things on the show today. We're going to talk about Aaron Donald, who, in my opinion, should absolutely 1,000% be suspended after he was swinging helmets at practice. We're going to talk about your Dallas Cowboys because you have started a bleep storm in Cowboys Nation. No, I totally blame you, 100%. And we're going to talk a little bit about the Amazon Prime Thursday night football broadcast last night. It was 49ers Texans, but it was just like the inaugural rollout for them. And you and I are big broadcast kind of nerds, so we can get into the nitty gritty of that as well. Where would you like to begin today? Um, I think 
Let's, we have to start Aaron Donald. That's the most like football-y thing. Uh, we are now inside two weeks to the regular season beginning. Um, shout out to Irish Eagles joining us um, on the YouTube stream, by the way. Uh, but um, So less than two weeks to go until football matters. In fact, two weeks from today, uh, we'll be recapping the, the Rams opener against uh, my Buffalo Bills. Um, and so, um, I, I, I mean... I, the floor is yours. You you were a little bit. I'm not like not passionate about this, but you were you were like ready. Um, so I, I feel like um, I don't know if it's the rodeo clown, but I feel like the person in front of the gate and you're the bull and like go stats, like get out here. Well, this is just absurd. If Aaron Donald did this anywhere else other than the practice field, there would be no question he was going to get suspended, right? Because the league policy is that the supposedly what people are saying is, well, the league doesn't control what happens at practice. So the Rams would have to be the ones to suspend him. That's bogus. Okay. He violated the personal conduct policy. And Mike Florio was the one to point this out. It's, it's a clear violation to the work, to the personal conduct policy. There's no restriction as to time or place in the policy. And it says it prohibits violent or threatening behavior towards another employee or a third party in any workplace setting. Practice is the definition of a workplace setting and swinging a helmet at somebody is the definition of violence and threatening behavior. He literally, RJ, could have killed someone. If he hits you in that head, swinging that helmet, you could die. Like, yes, he should be punished. And I don't want to hear that the Rams should punish him. First of all, the Rams are not going to punish him. Sean McVay had a quote about that, which I can let you read which is just absurd, but it shouldn't even come to that. It should not come to that. The league should step in and punish Aaron Donald. He should be suspended for at least one game. He has to be suspended. Miles Garrett got six games for swinging the helmet one time in a game. Uh, Aaron Donald was swinging it like five and six times. They got to suspend him. So Sean McVay's exact quote, courtesy of the LA Times, I don't know exactly what instigated it. I think in some instances, it's teams defending each other Fortunately, interesting to use the word fortunately in this situation, but fortunately, my understanding is nobody got hurt and we'll move on from it. Not going to make a bigger deal than what it is. Not going to look at pointing fingers. Hey, Sean, you don't need to point fingers. Like we got a spotlight. I mean, <laughs> like we, we, we have the video, dude. Yeah. Um, I, um, I, I look, this was an unpopular take for me. Um, from me rather with my circle of friends i went to texas a&m university uh so there's obviously a lot of people in my life who are big fans of miles garrett right you know obviously um his, his college of choice wise man in that sense um but i w i did not think that that punishment was harsh enough that he got i mean again like that was a really really like flagrant moment in nfl like lore and history and that happened uh on thursday night football actually we'll, we'll talk about the new broadcast like you said um but i i just like how how can you allow that like how how you know what i mean but like how can the nfl do a lot of things that they do and so like i think it would be really just a stunning level of favoritism i actually that's the word I, i'm comfortable using favoritism to turn the other cheek here and to just say nope you know this this loophole of it happened at practice so we're completely and totally unaware of it if if your whole like mo nfl is like well we're only going to punish things that, that happen on the field then why'd you just punish deshaun 
I mean, like, and I, I say that tongue in cheek, obviously, right? Like, I'm not trying to say Deshaun is, is not deserving of punishment. We obviously talked about how he should have been punished more. But, like, if your whole, like, you know, kind of MO, again, is we're going to police this thing. We're going to make sure that players are held accountable for, for whatever they do whenever, you know, they're representing us, which is all the time because they reflect the shield. I mean, you can't, you can't, like, conveniently say now, well, it didn't happen on our technical watch because none of these things did. You know, Deshaun didn't. Ray Rice didn't. If, if you want to go that far, none of those things happened within the, the confines of a player surface so like it would I actually I mean I think that a lot of us think that the, the league does favor the Rams and football in LA whatever to not do anything here would feed that idea for me either the Rams have to do it or the league has to do it it's just clear somebody has to do it you can't have players swing helmets because maybe the next time somebody swings a helmet they do connect with somebody and they are significantly injured and then not only do you have obviously that tragedy the league itself is going to get sued and they're going to get sued for a lot of money because the lawyers are going to look back and say you had other instances of guys swinging helmets and you didn't even punish one of them you've done nothing to discourage this behavior it's absurd He's got to be at least one game, RJ. He has to be. They can't let him do nothing. I don't know that one game is enough. I mean, it's I, not, I, 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 know, I know you're not saying that, but like, so I, I forget how many games did Miles Garrett play? Six. Uh, he got, it, was, well, it, it, to, it totaled uh, as a six game. It wasn't listed as a six game suspension. It was an indefinite suspension that ultimately lasted six games. So like the same way, you know, people, again, to go – I hate to continually reference Deshaun, but the same way it was like, well, Calvin Ridley got this. So-and-so got, you know what I mean? Like you can't help but like compare the punishments in years past. How can you say that Miles Garrett doing it is worth, you know, six games in a literal sense and that Aaron Donald doing, I know you're not saying one game is enough, but like, right. how can, how can you say one or two or three or four or five? Like you've set the, the, the point here. You've set the crime punishment that has to be levied here in this particular situation. And it's absurd to say, well, just because Aaron Donald did it at practice, that's okay. Like, so you can do anything you want at practice? No, that's clearly not. That's not the rule. That's not how it works. And the Rams are just going to, you know, because it's Aaron Donald and he's amazing, maybe the best defensive player in the league, they're just going to, you know, move on. Like Sean McVay is already trying to just, we're not going to make a bigger deal out of it than, okay, don't make a bigger deal out of it than what it is. What it is, you could argue, is attempted murder. Like, if he hits somebody in the head with that helmet, he could kill them. He could fracture their skull. There could be internal bleed. Like, that is not an exaggeration. That If someone broke into your home and you had to defend your home and the first thing you grabbed was a helmet, that could get the job done, especially when you're as big and strong as Aaron Donald is. So the Rams cannot push this under the rug. And I'm, I'm saying this, you know, and people are going to say, oh, you're a Niners guy. You just want him suspended so they don't have to play him in week four. It's like, no, like we can be mature and grown up about this. You cannot do that and get away scot-free. If anybody else at any other job swung a helmet at somebody's head, there would be consequences. Have you ever seen a baseball player use a helmet? Like when, when, a, when a batter charges the pitcher? Yes. I mean, like, I don't, so like I, I'm, Stats and I were actually talking about this offline before the look ahead. I, I've, this has been my season of becoming a baseball guy. Yeah. Um, I'm in love with Trey Mancini, by the way. Like just... I mean, how are you like not a you're becoming a baseball guy literally after every Astros game you're putting on Instagram. Oh, we won another game. Yeah, I know. I'm a fan. I mean, I've always been a fan, but like I'm a fan to like a deeper level here. Like I'm appreciating things more. I'm studying more and you know, whatever. But um, so again, the Trey Mancini hive rolls on. But so like 
what 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 have been punishments there? Like, you know, people reference the Trevor Bauer thing with again Deshaun. Like, you know, it's a weapon. Like to your point, I find it interesting, by the way, that if somebody broke into your home, that you wouldn't wear the helmet as a point of protection, you know, and use maybe something else as your your weapon of choice. Like that's what I would do. Uh, the helmet becomes a defensive item for me, not an offensive one. I don't know. Like, can a helmet stop a bullet? If they've got like a baseball bat, then yeah, you throw the helmet on, and then you you know. But if it's a if it's a gun situation, I feel like you're if it's the only thing within reach and I could bash you in the head. I don't know. I'm going to take the helmet. Mm. But yeah, they, it does happen in baseball. Sometimes they throw the helmet at the pitcher. Usually they just try and chuck the helmet at the pitcher. It's not like a swinging at you. Yeah, it's like, like it's like weapon. the first thing. It's like throw the, but it's like I kind of respect that. I kind of respect like, OK, let's get on even terms, even playing right. field. Like, <laughs> like, let me take the helmet off. Now we're even Steven. Now we can brawl. Um, I mean, yeah, I um there's it, he should be suspended like i don't know anybody who can objectively deny this like this idea that again it happened at practice then why are players fine for missing practice right like, like you know what i'm saying like if, if we're gonna like have this it, it's stupid to have this argument but if we're going to you can poke holes in it incredibly easily um and again the nfl has never minded sticking their nose where it didn't like belong in a literal <laughs> sense and so now all of a sudden they've got cold feet on the idea it's done you can't be roger goodell and be the hard-ass commissioner and then do nothing about this and act like your hands are tied. It's just, it's absurd. No, but um, you you can, if you're Roger Goodell, be concerned that one of the biggest stars from your season opening game is not going to be there if you act on this. I mean, that's all right. That, that first game is Josh Allen versus Matt Stafford. It's fine if Aaron Donald is not there. I like, don't think it's Matt Stafford versus Aaron Don- Josh Allen. I, I, like, again... I don't I, I don't want to be like painted as this like guy who hates the Rams, but think about this. The like reigning Super Bowl champion quarterback, right, has like this very questionable shoulder issue. And yep. like and like nobody cares. <laughs> like like it, it's it doesn't lead any show, any talk. It's been this like mysterious, buried, kind of like half measure thing that people have talked about because the Rams are insignificant. You know what I mean? Like, again, I, they, they almost have to, like, convince people that they won the Super Bowl. No, really, it happened. Like, here's our ring. Like, you take the top off and you see the stadium inside. Like, you know what I mean? It's just they're so inconsequential. We've talked more about Trey Lance's arm fatigue than Matt Stafford's arm fatigue. And Stafford was actually treated for an arm injury. So that should tell you everything you need to know. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Let's talk some kind of Rams-related news in a way. And we're talking about Andrew Whitworth, who was on the Rams, won the Super Bowl last year, and retired, we think. So he supposedly, you know, is part of the Amazon team. Hooray, Andrew Whitworth, yay, congratulations. You retired, you got your new gig, that's awesome. 
except the Dallas Cowboys have suffered an injury on the offensive line. They now need a tackle. Andrew Whitworth plays tackle. And that's where things got dicey, RJ, when he was interviewed on the Amazon Prime broadcast. Set the table for people. Explain what happened and how you started a giant poop storm in Dallas. Um, so again, I I certainly have a hand in the poop storm. I don't know that I like am, you know, responsible for the biggest stirring of the vat of poop. But um so I was minding my own business. I was actually watching the Astros post game after they swept the Twins um, in Carlos Correa's return to Houston. Um, and it was Stats who actually told me uh, that, that Whitworth had said something about the Cowboys on the broadcast. So I fired up the Prime video app. Thank you, Bear, because uh, now it's on Amazon Prime. It's cool. I know. We apologize to Andrew Whitworth and his wife. I promise. We'll get the story out, Bear. We'll get the full truth. But um, so Andrew Whitworth, I'm sure you're going to play the episode or the, the clip now for the podcast audience. After last week's game against the, the Texans, has your phone been ringing? It has. I mean, obviously there's been some things with, uh, you know, the Cowboys and losing Tyron Smith, which is an awful deal. Such a great player and guy I've always just loved watching play. But it's been a busy day of answering calls. The problem is they're calling and texting the wrong person. They need to be texting and calling Melissa Whitworth and the kids because uh, they have final approval on whether I'm ever going to play football again. He did not literally say, he did not explicitly say, that the Dallas Cowboys had called him, but I think you would agree with me that he certainly intimated that the Cowboys had reached out to him. Now, you know, because I'd like to think I'm good at my job. My friend Stats tells me I get on, you know, the old computer, I'm clicking, I'm doing whatever, I'm cutting, and we get the clip up on social, we get an article up, Andrew Whitworth says Cowboys have you know reached out to him, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, okay, let's see what happens. Cowboys obviously have a need at left tackle. Well, lo and behold, Friday morning, Andrew Whitworth does some clicking of his own. He jumps on Twitter.com, says, whoa, 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 Miss Lippy, I never said that the Cowboys called me. You guys are making a mountain out of a molehill. And we had a story up on it, too. We have clarified it at blogontheboys.com. But Andrew Whitworth really went after your old boss, PFT. Um, that is, of course, uh, Mike Florio. In fact, uh, shout out to the GOAT, Shereen Williams, who I think was the one who initially wrote the story, by the way, uh, for Pro Football Talk. But anyway, uh, says you guys are just, you know, yanking at stuff, reaching at stuff, blah, blah. All I meant was that reporters and journalists from the Dallas area reached out to me. I can't be talking to the Cowboys. I'm t My rights are technically owned by the Rams. They'd have to reach out to me. They'd have to reach out to my agent. Um, Andrew did say in a, in a fun, playful way in the initial comments that the, the person who would decide if he ever played football again is his wife, Melissa, and their children. We obviously all saw the precious moments between them after the Super Bowl. Um, she jumped on Twitter as well to say, sorry, he didn't say that. You guys, you know, haha, -ha, you all seem like great people, but nope, he didn't say that. And then she had a, a kind of a subtweet later um, about how sometimes we all hear what we want to hear. Um, so again, in a technical no. sense, in a, in a technical sense, I'll give you the floor right now, Stats. You asked me to set the stage. Uh, he did not say that the Dallas Cowboys organization has contacted him because that would be tampering. Um, he really, really, really heavily insinuated it, though. Um, and so 51% of me believes that that he is trying to cover, maybe for his future employer, and, and say that, no, they weren't tampering, blah, 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 blah. But 49% of me believes this was the first broadcast on Amazon Prime's version of Thursday Night Football what better way to generate some kind of attention around it than to connect one of the people involved with it to the Dallas Cowboys. But I'm curious for your thoughts as well. Okay, so there's multiple things here. First of all, it's entirely possible that Andrew Whitworth did not mean to imply that the Dallas Cowboys contacted him. But 
he did. And he did it multiple times. And this to me is an example of somebody who's not used to being on TV, being on TV and saying something and not realizing the type of scrutiny and, and weight that comes with your words when you are on the air. And not only was there that exchange on the sideline, in the pregame show, he gets asked by Carissa Thompson, how many texts have you gotten today? He says, my phone has been busy. I'll say that. It's been a busy day. Thompson says, there's always a number, meaning a number that a team right, cut off or when he would come right. back. Whitworth's response, there's a Melissa Whitworth number, and that's the problem they have. Who is the they in that exchange? Is it random dudes that have been texting him, or is it actual teams like, I don't know, the Dallas Cowboys? So look, you- go ahead. Oh, actually, I think this is important. Sorry to interject. I think the they, so read that last part again, please. There's a Melissa Whitworth number, Whitworth said, and that's the problem they have. So I I know you're talking about they, like who who is the like proverbial they, but I think the the I I do I do believe him that it's kind of up to his wife if he want you know he's kind of seemingly made this vow not in a like husband wife right. way but like you know like hey like I'm only doing this and my wife's cool with it. Um, I, so I don't think it's I just to be very clear I don't think that he's intimating. They have to pay us enough. That's the number that, like, in this case, Melissa's concerned with. I think he's referring to her phone number, like he did in the clip that that we ultimately talked about. He's saying, like, that she's the person, that that's it's her phone number that they have to go through. That's who they have to get through. But to your point is that they, other NFL teams, agents, journalists, whoever the case may be, he's trying to say now it's just reporters and journalists, which seems a little silly. There is... A way to say things without having to expressly say the words. And what I mean by that is, if I don't like the color blue, I can tell you that without expressly saying, I don't like the color blue, right? If I say to you, there are way better colors than the color blue, RJ. Red is way better than blue. Green is better than blue. Yellow is better than blue. Blue is not even in the top 10 list of all time greatest colors. I haven't said, that I don't like the color blue. Right. But what did I just tell you? I don't like the color blue. And that's what these P and politicians do this all the time too. But athletes, especially like they think that just because they didn't say the express words, that suddenly they're off the hook. That's not the case. And again, he may not, maybe he didn't mean to imply that, but what he did was imply it. And now he's trying to cover his tracks because don't forget what just happened. The NFL just sent out a memo to all the teams, basically like, don't get caught tampering. This, we got to rein this tampering stuff back. Now it's gotten too out of control. We know you all do it, but you got to rein in it a little bit. And then you've got Andrew Whitworth on national television in the first broadcast of Amazon saying, yeah, the Cowboys contacted me. I mean, it is a game of semantics, right? Like that's ultimately what this is. I, hey, I did not say this. And again, like if, if, if your claim is you said this, you will lose that, right? Like in, in a court of law, you know, Andrew Whitworth wins that claim, right? Did did you or did you not say that the Dallas Cowboys had reached out to you? He did not say that. But again, to to play like you know, little innocent sheep, like what? No, what? What do you? What? This you guys are coming out of nowhere again. He was asked about the Rams, completely ignored that, dodged the Rams, brought up the Cowboys of his own volition, brought up the Tyron Smith injury of his own volition. He led every, he led all these horses to the water, and yep. and now they're drinking it. He's like, "What are you doing, drinking all this water? I was saving this for later. What's wrong with you? You know what I mean? Like, so, um, I, I just, I mean, I don't know. I again, part of me believes that it is real and that he's now 
in self, not self-preservation, but in, in preservation for the team, maybe his future team as a whole to, to mitigate the tampering hypothetical accusations. But again, I could also see, we, we've seen a lot of people do this, right? Like Russell Wilson wants to get traded. I want to play for the Cowboys, right? Like Earl Thomas wants to get out. I want to play for the Cowboys. Jamal Adams wants out of the New York Jets. I want to play for the Cowboys. Like the Cowboys are not a real football team. The Cowboys are a lure. That's all they are. They're a mystique that we see players, player after player after player used to get more and more and more, whether on the open market or the closed open market, the way Russell did or Jamal Adams did by their new teams or whatever. Uh, that's all they're good for these days. I mean, they're not. And, and Dama Kong Su has been connected to the Cowboys like five different times. And he's always gotten big time contracts from other new teams as a result of it. Um, so oh, I, I just have there's, there's nothing that will get your name in the mix, like like connecting yourself to the Dallas Cowboys. And I would like to think a big reason for that is because I'm good at my job. But I mean, you know, how do we get Amazon attention? Let's connect Andrew Whitworth to the Cowboys. Very easy. Again, dots to you can't like how can you connect Richard Sherman to an open NFL team right now? There's not like a huge pressing corner need, but it just so happens that there's a huge tackle need on the Dallas Cowboys who were on first take earlier in the day. Please. I mean, you know, I, I could see that being the case just as well. But here's the other thing I would argue in court. Like you've been doing your job for how long, RJ? You've been managing editor blogging the boys for how long? Uh, going on five years. Mike Florio and Shereen Williams have been with PFT for a lot longer than that, right? I sent you that message. Hey, Andrew Whitworth said this. You didn't know it. You went and what did you do? You went back and you found it and you listened to it. And you decided, yeah, he did say that to the point where you wrote it up, right? And put it on the website. Same thing with Florio and Shereen Williams. They heard the comments. They decided like you described it perfectly. He did lead everybody to water. He absolutely did. The, there's no way that all these random people, you, PFT, me, we all came to the same conclusion unless Andrew Whitworth actually did lead everybody to believe that. I would throw, um, just to add in, my friend Jimmy, um, who also texted me about, he's a Texans fan. Um, so my, my friend Jimmy, the Texans fan, was watching that game, and he texted me and said, he texted me the same time you slacked me and said, your future left tackle just talked about his new team on the broadcast. So you got there first. Um, yes. So you, you beat Jimmy. Uh, but again, just the, the, group of <laughs> the group of people who came to the same conclusion includes that person, is my point. Like, And they were not alone. There were lots of other random tweets and lots of other people who, when we tweeted the clip out or, or shared it on Instagram and Facebook over on Blog on the Voice Properties, who heard the same thing and were like, yeah, that's what he said. You know what I mean? <laughs> so like, and, and I know you, you played it, obviously, for the podcast audience. I'm sure everyone who's listening is like, yeah, that's what he said. He can play a semantics game all he wants, and he might be doing it again to help his you know hopefully new team out and if that's the case respect my man i love you but if not then what are you doing like if this if he really has no intention of, of playing for the cowboys like to act like this was just this thing that the internet made up is silly to me how good of a friend am i in the middle of when i'm working when my 49ers are in the thick of their third preseason game and the offensive line is going down in flames i think that might be of use to my friend RJ, let me send him a message. And not only did I send you a message, it was so fast, it beat everybody else in your entire life. I mean, I am just like top three friends right now. I would respond to that with three things and say that one, you also often message me when the Cowboys are playing, which can be a bit of an annoyance. Um, <laughs> two, um, I asked you a follow-up question so I can go look for it and you ignored that, which, <laughs> which made it difficult. Um, that's not and, true. And yes, it is. Look at the timestamps. I, I said, did he just say this? And it took you forever to respond to that. 
I was working, man. <laughs> and the other thing is, you're saying so that I could benefit. We work for the same company. Like, <laughs> like when, when I have success, you have success and vice versa. So, yeah, I mean, respect on setting me up, but we're on the same team here. You threw the alley-oop pass. I dunked it. We both got two points. Anybody else that works at this company message you? Um, no, nobody else that works at this company. Aha. So just, you know, just throwing that out there. You know. Yeah, like you did the pass. I slammed it. All right. You're Tony Parker. I'm Tim Duncan. And that's that. Why would I message you? Yeah, I told you about it. And then you said, did he just mention it now? You think I would mention it to you 15 minutes later? Maybe. Of course I it mean, was just No, because again, honestly, what went through my like head was he's working. So like maybe you hadn't had a chance in that particular moment to tell me. And maybe like once you finally got a moment of clarity, because I know what it's like to cover a game. You were like, oh, crap. I meant to tell RJ. I dropped you know? everything for you, RJ. I dropped everything. Stop taking my notes. I dropped everything for you and just threw that in there. So okay. that everybody knows, Stats messaged me at 9.49 p.m. He said... Andrew Whitworth just said the Cowboys contacted him. You did say the word just, to be fair, on the 49ers broadcast, 49ers, Texans, Amazon broadcast. I don't know why you had to tell me this three different ways. Because I thought <laughs> maybe you thought I was watching the Niners okay, local okay. feed somehow. So I said just now, two minutes later, and I had not heard from you. 15 minutes after that, I sent you the tweet to show you that I had gotten the work done. But so, yeah, you went 20 minutes without responding to me. I was wandering in the darkness. So thanks. Shout out to hey, me for being able to find myself. I led you to the water. I can't drink it for you, RJ. All right. <laughs> you and Andrew Whitworth are cut from the same cloth stance. Did you see he wore the hoodie under the blazer and he got a lot of criticism for that? I don't have any issue with that. Like, be comfortable. Uh, but, yeah, whatever. You, you can wear uh, what you want. But the Amazon broadcast was cool. I mean, you watched the whole thing, obviously, um, and I admittedly did not. Uh, once again, shout out to Trey Mancini. But um, it was cool. I So... I normally never watch anything on my computer. Like I don't ever watch Netflix or anything like that. Like I'm, I'm an iPad guy if I'm not watching on, on the TV. Uh, but I did watch part of it on my computer. And I don't know if you did, but it was so cool how you could have like live stats and things like that. And ne next gen stats were, were happy, like being generated live. Like I'm, I'm super down for the future. Like bring me George Jetson's way of life because this was really cool. Do you know George Jetson was born like yes, I think Stats. This we year all saw the popular year. meme two weeks ago. Yes, good job. Okay. <laughs> you were the one that brought up a topical Jetsons reference on the program show. It's been off the air for about a half a century. But anyway, I watched on my TV, so I didn't know. Maybe they had some of those options in terms of like overlays and things like that. I don't know because I was kind of locked into to taking notes during the game. I did see that some people had an issue where the audio was not synced up properly for a little while. And so it was particularly troublesome when they were talking, you know, going to different people at the desk because their mouth was doing one thing and the sound was doing another. But I thought for the most part, it was good. I like the people that they have on the show. I thought um, Fitzmagic there, Ryan Fitzpatrick was really good. I thought Richard Sherman was fine. Tony Gonzalez, I thought was good too. I liked how, they specifically asked Tony Gonzalez about this particular throw to George Kittle that he missed. And what would you do if you were the all pro tight end where the quarterback didn't hit you? You know, how would you handle that? I thought they set up their people in position to succeed. And the last thing I'll say is don't judge it too harshly one way or the other. It's the first broadcast. And I have been a part of a ton of shows, a ton of first broadcasts. You can't, you're still finding your way. And the first broadcast, our shows, RJ, are better now than they were when we started. Just about every show is better when it started. The first episode of Breaking Bad stunk. 
it gets better. The first five minutes are incredible. What are you talking about? No. I um I agree, and I think it's important to remember that like with no disrespect intended towards any broadcast, like it's really not about the broadcast. It's about the game and the stories of the game. Right. And so it's difficult for like the preseason game to be amazing. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's why you know we don't see the number one crews for these, you know, um, companies do preseason games because they're at the preseason. And so I respect that they went at it and you got to try, you got to see what happens. It's, it's weird, right? Cause you know, Thursday night football has belonged to companies that, and, and, you know, broadcast companies that do normal games, right? Like, so it's mm-hmm. been Fox, it's been CBS, it's been NBC. It's just like another game, another part of the routine for them. And so seeing something new is different. I do. It's so like strange and weird. And like the, I don't know. Like, it's not bad, but I mean, Al Michaels was fine. Kirk Herbstreit was fine. Uh, Kaylee Hartung was fine. But it's so weird how they have all these people who have like other jobs. You know what I mean? It's kind of hard to take (laughs) Thursday night football seriously. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, well, y'all are all just this, like this group that came together to, to just do this together, this one game here. Like it's, you know what I mean? Like there's something to the like magic of like, this is the CBS crew. You know what I mean? It's, it's Jim, Tony and Tracy, you know, like they're always together. That's all they do. You know that, I mean, except for, you know, like Jim and Tracy then leave to do college basketball and stuff. But you get my point. Like it was a little weird in that sense, uh, but I thought it was smooth. I thought the music was great. I know the music came out uh, recently. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what, what they have. I, and I trust them. I, I trust that all, all the, the power, the money, the finances behind Amazon. Um, I think, and I, I, I tweeted out actually at Richard Deitch, who does a great job covering like sports media. And I asked him, cause I didn't know um, if these games would be available to record or to rewatch or something like that. And so I tweeted at, at Richard Deitch asking him and he didn't answer. No big deal. Still a big fan. But um, like I got this, I got two tweets responded to me from like Amazon help that were like, yes, you actually can, you know, do this. And they had this link and all this information. I was like, okay, cool. Like I, I'm, I'm down with this, like, you know, bring this on. So uh, I'm excited to see what this, this presents. You're right. I think it'll get better and better. Um, I think technology is a big thing here. And I don't mean that in like, like NBC has the green zone and stuff like that. I just think it's smooth. It is super cool how smooth and technologically advanced this is. And it, it can be rewatched on Amazon video. Like the way you watch, what's that show you told me to watch on Amazon? Um, about the guy the bear. That, like, no, 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 no. That's on Hulu. The guy who's oh, like right. dead, who's like a, a, like memory of himself or what was it or whatever. Oh, uh, upload. Thank you. Um, was I kind of right on the plot? I think I was. Yeah, um, kind of. Okay. So, but like the same way you can watch that on Amazon video, like you go to your app, whatever, watch it. You can go watch an NFL game. I So honestly, my biggest takeaway was like, is the future of NFL game pass or NFL plus, I guess, like dying. You know what I mean? Like if, if leagues, like do, does Amazon own their games forever? Like in, in 30 years, can we go in our Amazon video app and watch the 2022 preseason game between the Niners and the Texans? I don't know, but you still want access to the all 22 film. I thought it was interesting I mean, that, that you're right, but you get, you get my point from a broadcasting point. Yes. Uh, I thought it was interesting. You want the crew to be full-time. The guys refereeing the game, the people refereeing the game are not even full-time. That's NFL true. Employees. So, point. you know, maybe we should lower our standards for the broadcast crew just a little bit. Uh, it kind of had like a Sunday night football kind of feel to me, like graphics wise and everything. Although I have to say, and again, I know it's the first broadcast. Kirk Herbstreit stinks on the NFL. Like he's He's talking about the 28 to three Super Bowl, and he says to Al Michaels, Did you broadcast that one? Dude, you don't know. Come on. Um, Come so, two on. things there. Two things there. One, I think if Romo asks Jim Nance a question like that, 
it's laughed at. You know what I'm saying? Like, I do think it, it depends on like the context of the way. And maybe if Romo asks about like, I don't know, a, a Super Bowl from like the early 2000s, you know what I mean? Like maybe may, not the most famous Super Bowl of all time, obviously. But I do think that Joe Buck, you know, was underwhelming in that game, which is why it's hard to remember who called that game. You know what I'm saying? No offense to Joe Buck. But um, when you're but working I will with say, Al Michaels, you got to know which games Al Michaels called. Well, speaking of, you know, Al Michaels is the most recent longtime partner in the booth, obviously Chris Collinsworth before Kirk. A funny story stats, we uh, shared like kind of career stories. I went, that's the only Super Bowl game I've ever been to. Uh, it's, it's Super Bowl 51, the 22-3 comeback. After the game, my dad and I did a live stream the way I, I used to do it before I had this job and stuff. And uh, while we were doing our live stream, I used to call it Ocho Live. I was like looking at the camera talking like, this was crazy, blah, blah, blah. And my dad goes, there goes Chris Collinsworth. And we look over to the side. Sure enough, they're like in the crowd was Chris Collinsworth. And we took a picture with him. Uh, it was super awesome. Just super cool to see Chris Collinsworth like roaming about like a pedestrian in the greatest Super Bowl of all time. Flex. I mean, you, you set me up. I'm not going to not take it. <laughs> hey, you know what? I, I hear you. It's, it's good to flex every once in a while, right? Otherwise, what's the point of having the muscles? Mm-hmm. 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 So that is the Amazon fo- uh, football broadcast. Just to squeeze it in here because I've been talking about it all morning. By the way, I did rewatch the game this morning on Amazon. They don't let you take videos or picture or screen caps, though. That's very annoying for people they in did, our business. They did during the game. I was able to successfully right. take a. But what device were you using? I tried desktop and iPhone, so okay. wouldn't let so me do either one. On the desktop, I was able to do it live. I was. I don't. I didn't try screen recording, but I did. I was able to take a screenshot, although it was in the um, the statistical view. So maybe that maybe like that's a loophole. So you know, like mm. if it's a standard view, maybe you can't. I thought the 49ers offensive line performance was hideously bad, like comically, cartoonishly bad last night. And uh, Trey Lance did not make me look good. I'll just say that it wasn't it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great either. I will say this: I'm buying the Trey Lance stock. I am. I've seen enough at this point. All right. I don't know exactly how much of it I'm buying, but I'm in line. You know what I mean? Like I'm in line. There's a there's a long line, um, and I'm ready to spin. I don't know how much it's going to be, but I'm ready to spin. I will say this: the the best season had by a Trey throughout the remainder of the 2022 calendar year is Mancini. But number two on that list is Lance. <laughs> well, I know it's not Sermon. I'll tell you that that dude wow. might get cut. Uh, anyway, that's going to do it for this edition of the SB Nation NFL Show. Again, please rate, review, and follow. We always will read your review if you take the time to leave one. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. RJ, I hope you have a fantastic weekend. I hope your Dallas Cowboys go out and bring Andrew Whitworth out of retirement and your offensive line worries can be just slightly less going into the season. Well, I can't wait, by the way, for the inevitable. So the Cowboys going to get, you know, tried for tampering because Andrew Whitworth's on the team now. Like, that's coming. You know what I mean? Like, if and when he joins the and team. And Mike Florio is going to write it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Uh, shout out to you, Stats. Shout out to um, your face and um, the chair that you sit in. Yeah. All right. That's a little weird. Anyway, enjoy your weekend, everybody. We'll talk to you next week.